Hey everyone, thank you for joining me today as we continue walking through the strange Paradiso. It's been a while since I've been on. I have to tell you guys, man, my schedule has been so hectic um, and is probably going to continue to be that way for a while, which is a good thing right now at this time. So um, I come on as often as I can, but uh, it may not be as many times a week as I really like to do, okay? So anyways, um, I want to start off today with something that actually happened to me in my workplace. Now, this happened just this past Thursday. Um, I was at work, and there is a lady who comes in every week, every Thursday at 10 o'clock. She is a weekly client, and there is never a problem. I have never had any kind of problem with her, and I've been acquainted with her now for about a year. She's the sweetest person ever. So anyways, um, she came in. Everything was fine, just as normal. So um, another client came in while... Jan. Jan is the name of the first client, okay? So another client came in. Her name is Rhonda. And she was going to wait in the waiting area so that uh, once I finished Jan, I could get to her. So I had to um, stop for a moment to do some paperwork. When I did that, she went up to Jan and was speaking to her. I figured that they knew each other or were acquainted with each other, just as so many of the people in this place are. The majority of people in there, they know one another, like a small little community. So she had a few words and she spoke with Jan. Then she came in and um, I was speaking to her, okay? Then I was speaking to Rhonda. So I said to Rhonda, okay, I'm going to actually have to step out for a moment, but I'm going to be right here because I had to give one of the office staff, the paperwork. So I just stepped out the door and Rhonda went back to Jan and spoke to Jan. Then I came back in and everything was fine. Well, it was maybe about five minutes later that Jan started behaving in a bizarre manner. Jan is in a wheelchair. She broke her ankle maybe six months ago. So she is very unstable. She does not walk, okay? Anyone who is going to, like if she has to get into a different chair or what have you, someone has to come and transfer her. So I noticed that Jan actually started standing up out of her wheelchair like she was going to walk out. So I had to go and get her and sit her back down. I said, Jan, you cannot be standing up. Your husband's going to be here shortly to um, take you, to take you back. And then she started speaking about um, things that just really didn't make any sense. And she started saying, oh, are you sure? Did he say that to you? She said, "Um, I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel good about him leaving me in here. And then she switched all of a sudden and she said, 
You know I'm not like this. You know I don't behave like this. So I was thinking, just what is happening here? Is she getting ready to stroke out or something? So I said, no, he's coming right now. He said he would be 30 minutes. And uh, he's very prompt, okay? So she was just like, okay, if, if you say so. So all of a sudden, she was just kind of uh, out of it. So then she started speaking out loud again, like she was talking to someone who was not there. So Rhonda says, what's wrong? And I said, I don't know. She has never behaved like this before. And just like when she first came in, everything was fine. Now she's just out of character, really. And so Rhonda was like, well, I hope her husband comes back soon because this is, um, this could lead to a real problem, especially if she tries to stand up again. So I went back and I told Jan, okay, he's coming. I could hear him speaking to someone from down the hall. I said, he'll be here just in a couple of seconds. And then she looked right at me and she got my hand and she said, you know that I don't act like this. She said, I don't know what's wrong, but I feel like I'm losing it. And then I said, well, maybe it's just because we're off schedule a little bit. And she said, I don't know. All I know is when that woman came and she said something to me, she said, I don't know what she said to me, or she, it seems like she did something. She said, all of a sudden, that's when I started feeling like I'm losing my mind. And I was just like thinking to myself, okay, maybe she needs her medication or something. But she just seemed to be very confused. But the whole thing was so bizarre. So her husband comes in to get her and I told him, I don't know what's wrong. Jan seems to be confused. Um, she tried to stand up like she was going to walk out of here. And he said, okay. He said, um, thank you for telling me. He said, I'll, I'll take care of it. And I said, okay. So then I continued with Rhonda and Rhonda seemed to be concerned. She was saying, I hope Jan's going to be okay and so on. And I also want to tell you guys that I get no negative vibes from Rhonda. I get no type of um, feeling like there's something wrong or um, she's a negative person, nothing like that. And she's another person. I've been acquainted with her for about a year also. So once I was finished with Rhonda and then it was maybe about 45 minutes later, here comes Jan and her husband is pushing her back into my work area and she says, Jan says to me, can I see you for a moment? And I was like, of course. So I went over there to her and then she said, I just want to apologize for the way I behaved earlier. And I told her, you don't have anything to apologize for. You didn't do anything wrong. And she said, well, I feel like I did. And I don't want to make you feel bad because I really appreciate you. You know, she, this and that, she's a very sweet woman. And I told her, you don't have to apologize to me ever. And you didn't do anything wrong. I understand. And then 
because she had my hand. She was holding my hand and she looked right at me in my eyes. And she said, that woman, she said, I don't know her name, but she came up to talk to me that second time. She said, when she came up that second time, she spoke to me. I did not understand or I did not hear a word she said. And then she went on to say, it's like she did something to me. Like she said something I didn't hear. She did something. She was like, and that's when I started feeling really bad. Like I just lost it. And I was just like pretty stunned. Okay. And I was like, well, I said, everything is fine now and you have nothing to worry about. Okay. So she was just like, okay. And then she gave me a hug, you know, and all this stuff. And then they, they went and I said, okay, Jen, I'll see you next week. You have a good week and don't worry about anything. So I don't know what happened there. I, once again, I don't get any type of negativity from Rhonda at all. So it's like maybe there were some wires that just crossed. I mean, I don't know what in the heck happened there. Maybe at the moment when Rhonda went to have that second little conversation with Jan, maybe at that moment something took place that we can't see, that we're unaware of, that we did not hear, that is just unknown. But um, I really have no explanation for it. And I just can't say, oh, well, that's because Jan is uh, in cognitive decline or she needed her medication or she's just off her being. No, I don't believe it's anything like that. I speak to Jan every week. She was just fine earlier that day until that conversation or whatever. Because I didn't hear what she said either. It's like all I could hear were like the inflection in her voice, you know, the different tone changes. Um, it didn't sound anything down. It sounded all upbeat. The lilt in her voice, in Rhonda's voice. So I really don't know. It is very bizarre. And now what I'm going to do is, because once again, this is unknown, whatever took place here. So I'm just going to have to make sure that they are not both in there at the same time ever again. Just because there's nothing wrong doesn't mean that... uh everything mixes well. There doesn't have to be anything wrong with uh, something that we ate for our body to just not want it or be able to digest it properly at a certain time. Just because maybe we get heartburn from something one time or something just doesn't, you know, hit us the right way, doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with the actual product. So, Maybe it was just something like that. But what the root cause is, what, I mean, I don't know. Very bizarre thing that took place. And 
I started to, I didn't get any type of feeling of dread. I didn't get a feeling that um, I felt anything negative coming from either one of them. But what I did begin to feel was a little bit of alarm. But it was not directed at anyone. But that feeling that you get kind of like by your neck, you know, the like by your throat, it's just like that alarm feeling like what in the heck is happening here? That's the only feeling that I got from that whole encounter, that whole incident. But I just, I'm going to have to see what happens now on Thursday and see if Jan is okay. So it's kind of like I, I have to monitor this whole thing now. But anyways, it was, um, it was strange, nevertheless. Okay, so let's um, continue. Now, this is something that I heard about. No one came forward and shared this with me. I cannot take credit for this. It's, um, tell you the truth, I don't know where this came from. Because um, it was, I guess I'm like maybe a second hand, this is like a second hand report for me. I don't know how many people it's been through or what have you, but I believe that this is a second hand because this was told to me by someone who read this or saw it somewhere. I mean, I don't know. But, uh, anyways, the story goes that. Someone, now I don't know when this took place. I don't, there are a lot of the particulars that I'm unaware of, being that this is like a secondhand type of story, okay? But uh, at some point, there is this person, I believe it was a girl. Now, once again, I, I don't know for sure, but I believe it was a girl who found out about uh, Google Maps. Now, so this. The whole Google Maps thing just tells me that perhaps this is a story from like, I don't know, 10 years ago, maybe. So um, this person was on Google Maps going to different locations. Once they found out that, oh, I can go like to Stonehenge, I can go to uh, Thermopylae and all of these different points of interest all over the world, it just kind of like opened up a new world for this person. So I guess like in their spare time, they would go and on Google Maps and go and look at various points of interest from all over the world, as well as even old places that they used to live. Like so many years ago, they remember the area, they could go there and see their old house and this and that. So at some point, this, this person, this girl, realized that if she was in Greece, for example, at the Parthenon, there was someone in that picture. Now, I know that some of the pictures are kind of grainy. It's not like you can see like details of people's faces or what have you, but she, for some reason, noticed the clothing that this person was wearing, okay? 
So it must have been some kind of color that would be eye-catching. So it was like either yellow, orange, or red, in my opinion. It had to be something that would catch your eye, you know, the attention getter. So she saw this person because she noticed the clothing in Greece, for example, okay? Then, okay, no big deal. Then she changed locations and went like to Ireland and she saw this person again. Now, while the face was said to be kind of fuzzy, once again, it's not detailed, she still saw the hair, she saw the handbag, she saw the clothing, and she knew it was the same person who she had seen in Greece. So, okay, that's only two places, all right? So she goes on to other places around the world and realizes that every place she goes, guess what? She sees this person, the same clothing. And she's like, wait a minute, maybe there's just something wrong here. So she goes to Paris she doesn't see this person in Paris. So she goes to a couple of other places. And this is not like in one day. She might go to maybe three or four different places in a day. Then she'll go on with her, her work or whatever. And then uh, maybe a couple of days later, she won't have anything to do. She'll go back on Google Maps or Google Earth, I'm sorry, and take a look at more places. You know, once in a while you remember maybe someplace that you would like to, oh, I want to go see a Statue of Liberty or whatever it is. But everywhere afterwards that she would go to, she'd get a break. Maybe two times she wouldn't see that person. But then everywhere she went, she saw this person always wearing the same clothing. And she said, I noticed like the hair the clothing, the handbag. I went to Italy. I went to Rome. I went here and there. She saw this entity. I'm going to call it an entity because I really don't know how something like this would actually happen. It's like, where is Carmen Sandiego or whatever her name was? You know, everywhere you go, she might be there. Just kind of reminded me of of that thing. Was it Carmen Sandiego? It was something like that. But um, this phenomenon, I guess, went on and she started getting anxiety. She started getting a little bit like freaked out, as you can imagine. But instead of stopping and just uh, forgetting about Google Earth and saying, I'm not going to use this thing anymore because I'm starting to get freaked out and maybe it's all for no reason. No, she continued to do this. So she even got to the point where she started doing that in her own neighborhood. She started looking around in her own neighborhood and even on her block where she lived. Now, I don't know if this is a true story even, okay? Once again, this is like a secondhand thing for me. It started to freak me out just thinking about something like this happening, okay? I mean, 
I don't want to um, throw a damp rag on this, and I'm not saying that it's true or it isn't, but it goes all the way up now, from what I'm told, to this person finally looking at their own address on Google Earth and seeing this person standing right outside their front door, standing right outside her front door. So apparently, all the time, she's looking at these different locations all over the world on Google Earth. She becomes like addicted to this thing, notices that she's seeing what looks to be a person wearing the same clothing everywhere she looks. And now she looks at her own address and sees this person standing at her front door. So, I mean, it could be a true story. It could be a bunk story. There are so many strange things that happen in our realm. And who's to say that... uh, This person is actually, whoever this uh, entity was, who's to say that this person or entity is um, actually from our own reality? Maybe this is just something, I mean, if it's true, okay? Maybe it's something from a, a... parallel. Maybe it is um, something that's diabolical. But uh, anything like this, I would not be able to sit here and tell you guys, I believe that it was a real person doing all... No. If this person who told the story is serious and is telling the truth, then whatever this thing was that she was seen, I believe, is not human. So it is uh, creepy, in my opinion, if it's true. Maybe you have heard about this. This is a first for me. I have never heard about this. And I was thinking, who uses Google Earth? I mean... That's why I I believe that maybe this happened so many years ago. I could be wrong. Maybe there are plenty of people out there who use Google Earth. But um, we just have to, I mean, if if it interests you, you can go and take a look. See where this actually came from. See what you think about it. Is it a possibility? Yes. I don't know what the percentage would be. In my opinion, it would be maybe a rather small percentage that this is true. But um, but I'm not calling this person a liar either because, once again, it's possible. Is it probable? That's questionable. Okay? All right. So this next thing is about um, this person now says that uh, she has a cat 
And her cat is very lovable cat. It's not one of those ones that doesn't want to have anything to do with people or anything like that. It's very social. Um, it likes people. And when she goes to sleep at night, at some point, her cat will come and like lay on her, like on her tummy. She said, yeah, my cat, if I'm laying on my back, my cat will come and lay on my tummy. And she'll just go to sleep there. And if she's sitting down on the couch or wherever, her cat will come and get on her lap or even on her shoulder. She said, sometimes I think my cat thinks it's a, it's a parrot because she'll sit on my shoulder. So anyways, she was saying that um, she was sleeping. She was on her back because she knows her cat likes to lay on her tummy. And for whatever reason, something felt different. Something felt so different that it actually woke her up. When she woke up, she realized that she could not open her eyes. And she heard a sound, but it wasn't her cat purring. She said, I can't even explain the sound that I was hearing. It sounded kind of like metal screeching, like maybe brakes screeching. But it sounded like it was coming from a far distance. And she could not open her eyes. And all of a sudden, her body started feeling heavy. And she was being pressed down to the bed a little bit. And so her mind was awake, okay? She couldn't open her eyes. She couldn't move. She couldn't speak. And finally, when she was able, by sheer willpower, to open one of her eyes, she said, all I could get open was one of my eyes, like barely. And, oof, I got goosebumps. Instead of seeing her cat, she said, if you've ever seen these pictures of the gray aliens with those big eyes and that face, she said it was like that face that was right, like, inches away from her face, just looking at her. She said, but the strangest thing about this, besides seeing this creature, she said, it's like this thing was inhaling my exhale. Like, what? She said, yes, it was like this thing was inhaling every time I exhaled. And as she saw this thing and became like in a panic state, she started like that. And this thing was like, like sucking it in, like sucking her breath. So then it just vanished. And then her door to her bedroom was closed, which was not closed before. And she got up. She jumped out of bed, got up, opened that bedroom door, and her cat was out there. So it's like this thing put her cat out got up on her 
like if it was a cat. And then did what it did. Ugh. Dang. Ugh. So, um, what I mean, that, that creepy encounter. That, yeah. And because the way that it behaved, I, I mean, I don't know, guys, but, um, when it comes to these type of things, and we all have our own opinion about these, okay? Each of us has our own belief, our own opinion, but uh, I don't subscribe to the theory that these things are from different galaxies or planets or whatever you want to call them. I believe that these entities are all diabolical, they're all negative, and they're all here for whatever agenda, but their agenda is not good. There is another um, encounter with someone uh, talking about the night hag and how this person was asleep. They had never had an encounter before. So suddenly, they felt like one of their arms being pushed down into the bed. Not their whole body. Now, this is the first time that I have heard anyone say just like a, a body part being pushed down onto the bed. So they're like their shoulder and their arm being pressed down into the bed, and they were actually able to open their eyes. So when this person, and it was a, a guy, when he opened his eyes and he saw this thing, he said it looked just like the description of hag. It had this stringy gray hair. It had this long pointed nose. It was the ugliest thing he's ever seen. And he, he could not move. He said, I couldn't move, but it wasn't like I was paralyzed. Because somehow he was able to Finally, I mean, it took him, he doesn't know how long. He said it felt like it took hours, but it probably only took maybe a, a full minute. He's not sure. But he was finally able to get himself to the edge of his bed so he could roll off the bed, therefore breaking whatever trance or whatever type of spell, whatever was going on at that moment. So when he rolled off the bed, he did break whatever this thing was, and uh, it was gone. It had disappeared. The strange thing about this is um, he, it's, he says that he had his bedroom window open. It was, I guess, like in the summertime or towards the end of summer when it was still warm, warm enough to have your windows open at night. And that thing went out the window. It didn't just vanish. It went out the window. And he saw it leave through the window. He had just enough so that he could pick his head up to see where that thing went. Or if it just vanished and he saw it flying out the window. So it came in through the window, obviously, and it just flew on out. Now, 
My question is, because if I'm going to leave my window open or my door, my front door, my back door, whatever door open, I'm going to make sure that there's a screen there. I'm not just leaving everything open so that any type of critter or even flies or mosquitoes, bees, whatever can fly in. And I don't know the particulars to this story either, but it seems that... um, I would hope that there would be a screen. So if this thing came in through the window and flew out of the window, it was obviously not solid. So these things that do these type of uh, things that uh, can push people down on their beds and things like that, if they're not solid matter, how are they able to do this? If they can come through walls, ceilings, windows, screens. If it's not solid matter. Once again, how are they able to behave like solid matter? It's just uh, one of those questions that I've got. All right. Anyways, um, that's all I've got for today, guys. You would think that me being away for so many days, I'd have more to share with you. But uh, once again, I've had a heck of a week. It's been very hectic and even a little bit bizarre. I'm going to try to be back tomorrow. I'm actually reading up on some things. And I'm trying also to compare certain encounters that people have with others. I I try to look around to just get an idea of how many of these things are like across different countries and, you know, how many people. I I look for percentages also. So uh, once again, I'll try to be back tomorrow. I know that there are football games going on today. It's playoffs or whatever the heck. So um, I just want to tell you guys, if you are into football and uh, you're waiting for the um, whatever the big game is called, Super Bowl. Well, I hope your team wins. And um, just be safe. Look around. See what's going on in the world. Not just when we all walk together, but even when we walk alone. We need to be able to look to the right, to the left, look ahead of us, look up once in a while, see what's happening. Be walking and talking again soon. Ciao.